What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. Today, we are talking about Bioshock Infinite, developed by Irrational Games, published by 2K Games. Developer changed. I didn't notice that. Do you remember anything in the news about why that happened? I'll take that as a no. All righty. No, I didn't even realize. (laughs) But this one... Um, so the, obviously the number one thing that everybody realized about this game when it was announced is we're no longer under the water. We're now in the sky. So a huge, huge, uh, transition from the last setting. So um, the only thing that I can see is they wanted to do something different than just a sequel. Uh, so they went with a different developer who had an idea to use more, uh, a setting on historical events at the turn of the 20th century. All right. Which makes sense. This does play, take place in 1912. Yeah. So way before yeah. the other two games. Yeah. And this is uh, taking place in a steampunk city called Columbia. Yes. Um. So again, right, you have this different sort of setting instead of the underwater where we're building a society um, to kind of, you know, get rid of the tax man and get rid of the socialist. Everybody just kind of uh, works and is earned by the sweat of their own brow kind of thing. Um, You know, yeah, this is uh, more of like (laughs) the exact opposite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because like uh, to my understanding, this was this was more to be like it was more to play off of like the World Fair type deal, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to show off like America's industrialism and amazingness and how great we are. So we built this like giant floating city in the sky that was supposed to be just like a giant World Fair type deal. To show off all of these things. And then, uh, of course, during, um, oh, God, what is it called? It's like the, the like, box movement or something like that. It basically takes that away. Like, they, they separate from the United States and become their own, like, entity. Mm-hmm. And so now Columbia is its own thing. We went back to the cult leader thing, though. Yeah. Like, definitely, definitely a cult leader in this one. <laughs> um, where he uh, he basically, uh, what is Zachary Hale Comstock mm. runs this whole thing and basically has turned, like, the nation's founders into, like, religious icons and everybody in this are, like, fucking zealots. <laughs> and... Uh, they're, they they even play into the like dichotomy so like um the white elitists are you know ruling and running the city while the minorities are the uh supporting population and everything like that yeah which of course leads into a rebellion of course you can't suppress a group of people without rebellion right and so, like, you have that going on and everything. And uh, I, I do remember when this game was coming out and, like, I I liked how much brighter it was. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what originally, like, enticed me. Like, I knew about the other two Bioshocks. I wasn't, like, that impressed with them as previously discussed in our other other episodes. 
Um, but this one, I'm like, man, this looks this looks different. Yeah, this, this looks interesting. Like, I'm curious about this. And I will say, this is one of the things that I do like about the Bioshock series. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's a series, right? But they don't really link to each other. Mm-mm. Like the first two link just because of the setting is in Rapture, mm-hmm. but the storylines are. Right. completely separate yeah nothing to do with each other yeah it's not a continuation it's not a playoff or anything like that it's, it's barely even parallel right you know because the second one as we discussed takes place a little bit before the first one and then there's a big 10-year gap all where the first one happens and then the second one kind of picks up yeah and this one takes place before all of them before all of them with a completely different storyline mm-hmm and so, like, I got a little bit more excited about this one. This this looked really weird. They showed some, like, dimensional tears in the trailers for uh, it. No. So, just give me a minute here. Because, you know what stood out? Uh, aside, aside from, first and foremost, oh, my God, Bioshock 3. Yeah, yeah. Right? Second, oh, it's in the sky. It's not underwater. But do you know what the third thing was I remember the most about this that put a real bad taste in my mouth? What? Do you remember everybody being, like, so super freaking horned up because of Elizabeth's character and the way that she was modeled. No, like you don't remember that. Oh man. I just remember everyone talking about, Oh yeah. The new female character in the new Bioshock is super hot and sexy. And she wears this low cut dress top thing. And I'm like, all right, give me a break. I don't even remember that. You don't remember that? No, maybe, maybe that was just the articles that made their way to me. But like, that was like, I don't remember people really talking about. I thought she was dressed pretty modestly, like I, not as modest as what you would expect from 1912, yeah. but definitely more modest than 2007 yeah. when this <laughs> this game came out. You know what I mean? Like right. that. I was like, uh, what? No, um, when in this? Oh, yeah, this? No, no, this came out way later. Yeah, this was. Yeah, was, I was gonna say it was. This was 2013. 2013. Yeah, but uh, yeah, well, th- even more so. Like, yeah. it, come on, like. No, I just, I like, I, I, I just remember everybody being like, oh yeah, I, like I said, hmm. yeah. I don't, I don't remember that. But again, that was, that was 10 years ago. Man. It was. That, that was a long time ago. <laughs> man, like that's like 40 years in Caleb time. <laughs> No, I, I I don't remember that. I just remember watching the trailers and watching them like fall through dimensional rifts mm. and everything. And I'm like, this is going to be something different. Yeah, lots this of zip is, lining. Yeah, this is going to be this is going to be something cool. Like I, I, I was willing to give this one a try. So like I pre-ordered it. Oh. I, um, I think it was one of the first games that started my whole little like I'm going to order the collector's edition. Uh, this is where it began for you, kind of. One of them, yeah. yeah. And uh, like, I, I, I was really pumped about it. Yeah. So like, I was, I was pretty looking forward to it and and everything. And the only, the only thing that I was worried about was like, oh, fuck, do I have to play the previous two games? Because mm-hmm. I really didn't want to play the previous two games. Mm-hmm. I, like uh, as I said, they were too gloom and doom for me. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't really feeling them. Yeah. Um. I like the the whole, you know, 1940, 1950s freaking Submariner feel to mm-hmm. him. I was just like, nah, nah, <laughs> uh, so like I went into it knowing like, 
okay, I may not know everything that's going on because I didn't play the previous two games and everything like that. I did not realize at the time that this game, because one, it takes place literally like 50 years, 40 years before the events of, you know, the first two games, mm-hmm. um, that they, they, they're not really connected. No. But I was still just as fucking confused when I played through it. We'll, we'll get into that. What, like, I yeah, for me, it was like it was coming out. I hadn't even really been following or paying attention. I hadn't played the first two at this point. So again, this was like, oh yeah, this new installment and it's changing everything up and it's all this and it's all that and it's got all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, eh, it still doesn't. It still doesn't seem interesting enough to grab me. It still just seems like it's going to be a, a, a mediocre first-person shooter with trying to tell an interesting story, and that's the thing that that if that's what everybody comes away from and is talking about, I'll pick it up. And I didn't hear anybody talking about the story. It was just, oh yeah, you're in you're in the sky and it's cool. And I'm like, great. That doesn't do anything. You know, that's not enough I, for me to play a game. I I do remember that. I do remember that it was all about the hype of the zip line, the dimensional tears, the fact that you have a female companion, but I do not recall hearing anything mm-hmm. about what the fuck the story was going to be. Yeah. You know, um, and, and in a way, knowing what the story is, I don't know how they could have mm-hmm. without giving away basically the whole fucking pot you know what i mean yeah so like i i kind of understand that now but beforehand that was really weird because a lot of it was like we heard about the stories you know a magazine would do a thing on it and they would talk about well like this is this you know this is a rough synopsis of the storyline not to give too much away Mm -hmm. but you know this is how i felt about the story and like I do remember at the time I was reading about it in Game Informer and they mainly focused on the mechanics of it. Like I don't remember reading a whole lot about like the story except for like it takes place in the sky in a city called Columbia, you know, mm. in the ninth you know, nineteen twelves, nineteen tens, you know, type deal. And I was like, Okay, <laughs> I, I I'll give it a shot. You know, I remember seeing like robot George Washington that you're shooting in the face or whatever. Like, I, I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> so, like, n- yeah, no, now that you bring that up, I, I don't remember hearing a whole lot. So I could see that. Like, if, uh, but I didn't play the first two. Right. So I didn't know that they were, you know, a mediocre first person shooter because. I just wasn't that big into first person shooters like this. This honestly was one of the few at this time period that I played Mm. first person shooter. And even then that was, that was probably like my biggest gripe about the game. I wish they would have done it like a third person over the shoulder or, you you know, something like that. Right. Mm. I hated the first person shooter aspect of it. Hated it. Um, but yeah, like, so now this is your this is your favorite installment in the series oh, by far okay by far yeah um i i would recommend people playing this one oh, because wow. i find the storyline of this one so intriguing mm-hmm. right like it plays on a certain thing that i think is really hard to do in any kind of form of media right yeah 
And I think they did it really, really well. And they timed like the twists just perfectly mm. throughout it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it, it like there are certain things in it that I like. I I just I just loved. I loved the way that they did certain things in it. You know yeah. that it just was like, wow, this was really good. <laughs> Like, first-person shooter aside, like, this was one that when when we talked about redoing this, I was like, I have no problem going back and playing that game. <laughs> because I really enjoyed it. Mm. Like, it was so intriguing. I remember I played it, I played through it a couple of times the first time I got it. Because I was literally just trying to fully understand the storyline. Like, it was so hard for my brain to wrap around everything that was going on. Yeah. That I had to play through it a couple of times just to, like, fully absorb, like, the storyline. Because I kept feeling like, there's got to be something I missed. Like, how did we end up here? There's got to be something I missed. And I just realized, like, no, that's how they they built the game. That's, yeah. that's, that's how they progressed the storyline was. It wanted you to feel like you were missing something. When you really weren't. They were giving you the information they wanted you to have when they wanted you to have it. But it always made you feel like that way right up until the very, very end of it when it all just kind of comes crashing together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I respected that. Not a whole lot of uh, anybody, any kind of form of media is willing to do that, you know? And like looking back on it, right? This is kind of one of those things where I'm like, maybe it was the wrong time, you know, mm -hmm. because like to me, this this uh, it, it's not quite the same, but it's like this the same premise as like Inception, right, where there's a lot of shit that's going on. And at the very end of it, it kind of leaves you with this question, right, right. So like what do you do <laughs> you know like and that movie was big people loved that movie but i think it's because it hit at the right time period mm. like i think if this game was to be released around that same time period when when we when the nation and, and the world was kind of more into those kind of like whoa mind fuck of like what is going on this would have made a much bigger impact because I do remember like after the game came out and I played through it and I played through it again and I played through it again. There were certain things that were pulled out of the game that a lot of people talked about. But yet again, the storyline was not one of them. And I always felt like maybe it was just too much. Mm. It was too much for where we were at and what we were expecting from a game. Because I will say like this game, like we've dealt with some fucked up shit mm -hmm. in the last two, right? Sh you know, sleeper assassin, you know, um, would you kindly, you know, mind fuck type deal to like literally shared consciousness mm -hmm. and everything. This blows past all of those with the craziness that is in this fucking game. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I think people were kind of expecting more of that. And when they got this, it was like, this is too much for me to process. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. because I just, I didn't hear a whole lot about the storyline. Right. Like 
I talked about it with our mutual friend and, and mind you, this was a few years later because we weren't necessarily like friends at that time when mm-hmm. this game came out. And, uh, uh, maybe it wasn't a few years, but it was sh- shortly after and like long conversations where we were trying to figure out this game together Yeah, because it was just like, it was a lot. You know what? Actually, I do believe it was a few years later because we know him and he doesn't necessarily play games right as they come out. And no. I think it took him a couple of years to finally get to this one. Probably. But when he did, we talked about it. And, and even then he was like, dude, this is. There was a lot that was going on in that game. Like mm. there was a lot. Like it really lives up to its name, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think just at the time of its release, it was just too much. Mm-hmm. You know, people were expecting one thing and got something completely different yet similar, and it it just it broke them. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. Like that's just a, a hypothesis, right. you know. Um. Because I, I don't, like, I'm a fairly intelligent man. I had to play through this game, like, three times to <laughs> fully understand all of the nuances that they, like, play on mm. in this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, so, to me, it's weird. Like, I feel like it's weird that it's part of the Bioshock series because it, it it doesn't feel like the first two games. It does not. Because it's so different, it just feels like a fish out of water kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't, like, put a sour taste in my mouth for this game, but it is kind of, you know, it, it to me, it would be like playing Assassin's Creed 1. Mm-hmm. And being like, wow, this is this has got a really cool idea, right? Genetic memory. Where can we take this thought experiment? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so just a, a good case in point, right? I, 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 we have a dog who was born without eyes, so so she has never seen anything in this world, yet she knows what a play bow is. Now, how does a blind dog? know what a play bow is without ever seeing it done before there's a level of understanding about genetic memory that i feel like that's a good example of yeah and so you start playing assassin's creed one and you go here's this really cool idea we can relive the memories of our ancestors in this machine then you play assassin's creed 2 and you go well now they've taken that idea and they've moved it from the crusades to a really cool time setting of the renaissance yep and then the third game takes place in the far-flung future and you're not playing the memories of an ancestor. You're somehow um, living an experience of somebody who doesn't exist yet. Like, it, like the concept of the game in and of itself changes. The first two Bioshocks are all you're in this underwater city dealing with people who have gone mad by this thing that they have found. And then the third game comes along and goes, well, we're going to take place before everything and we're not going to be under the water. We're going to be in the sky. Like it doesn't seem to fit for me. Yeah. So all of that being said, in my opinion, this is the one I like the least. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Because it doesn't feel like a Bioshock game. You know, like if they had called it and and I know that like we can get into the semantics of that. But like if you called it anything other than Bioshock, it could have 
like it didn't necessarily have to feel that way to me. But again, that's just my own personal take on it. No, no, it be, I, I I see where you're coming from because it takes out some of the um, core things of Bioshock, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't remember powers. Mm, okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember guns, lots of guns, mm-hmm. different guns, cool guns, but I don't remember powers, you know? Mm-hmm. Which would make sense because in the first Bioshock game, right, is when they dis- like you find out that they discovered Adam in sea slugs. Well, that doesn't take place for another 46 years. Right. You know, or, or 40 years or something like that. Whatever right? it is. What, yeah. Whatever it is. But, like, that that's years down the road. Now, they do explain some of that away with these tears that happen and stuff like that. But, like, I just, I don't remember powers. That was a core thing of the Bioshock game was, hey, I got powers, right? right? I can shoot bees Little sisters hand. no longer exist. They're done. Mm-hmm. Big daddies no longer exist. They're done. Like, some of the core fear things. Right. It's not claustrophobic. No. Nope. You the first game had had a great atmosphere for being under the water. And this game, I felt like it the atmosphere wasn't what helped feel oppressive. But that's the thing is I, I didn't want right. to feel oppressed. Right. So I liked the atmosphere in this game. Right. You know? Like it, but it is. I, I see where you're coming from as far as, like, your analogy is great, right? Like, here are two th- two games where we played in the past, and instead of making a third game where we're still playing in the past, we make that third game, and now we're playing in the future, mm-hmm. you know? And, and we're, we're, you know, going down a potential avenue type deal. Like, well, that's not what this game series was built on. And you're absolutely right. Like... This game is not what the game series was built on. I don't know how they came to this concept. I don't I don't know why they went the direction they did with it, but it is. It's the exact opposite. And I'll tell you, playing them reverse, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. Right? right? Playing this one first and then going back and playing the first two, that was a shock for me. So maybe that was that was it. Like I really enjoyed this game, not only the atmosphere but the storyline of it. And so to go back and play BioShock 1 and 2 and have a completely different atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Completely different. And a completely different story, right? Like the you said that the like 1 and 2 aren't parallel. I do believe they are parallel. They take place in Rapture. Mm. They deal with Adam. They deal with little sisters. They deal with overcrazed villains. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this is the one that's not parallel to those. Yeah. This one doesn't take place in the water. The only thing that this one shares with the other two is that fucking lighthouse. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Like, and you don't even see the lighthouse in the second one. Mm. You only see the lighthouse in the first one and the third one. Yeah. But that's the only similarity is that fucking lighthouse. And I thought there was a lot more, you know, like there, there's characters that you meet in this one that I was like, oh, they must be key characters in the previous two. Like these people are fucking weird. Right. And 
they stand out. So like they must be in the other games and they're not. Right. We you don't know? get a young Fontaine. No. Or a young uh, Andrew Ryan. Andrew Ryan. A young or, Tannenbaum. No. Yeah. No. And, and we could have. We we could have child child versions of them, mm-hmm. you know, type deal or whatever. But we don't get any of that. And again, like they built something and this is the problem that I have with any game that does this, right? I have two games that take place in this time period. And then I have a game that takes place all the way, way before it. Right. Right. Well, of course these two games that I built first don't have any reference to this third game. Right. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that ties this third game in. And so like part of the thing was like Andrew Ryan building rapture under the sea, this huge expansive thing to get away from America and repression. It sounded like this grand new concept. Well, it's not 40 years ago. We already did it. Right. We just did it in the sky instead of below the water, Mm -hmm. which honestly, financially, I feel like the sky is more financially sustainable than under the water because we talked about it corrosion fucking all this other shit the pressure yeah yeah where in the sky like you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff just gotta figure how to keep everything floating right (laughs) like still stupid as fuck to me but um but like it so but we already did it but in the first two games it felt like this was a grand a grand concept that the, this Andrew Ryan had was to get away and do this mm. and everything. And, and it's not, he's a copycat. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so it kind of cheapened that aspect for me when I went back and I played one and two. Yeah. Like, so I, I, I get your point. And I think maybe that's, that's the thing is like one, there's difference in our personalities, mm. right? Like, I don't like that feeling. I don't like the feeling of, being oppressed and claustrophobic yeah. and everything like that. And I will say one and two never really made me fully feel that way. Like there's moments. Yeah. But like as a whole, I did not be like, I don't, I I'm so uncomfortable while playing this game because of the claustrophobia. Right. You, it's not like if, you know, if you're claustrophobic or you have thalassophobia, it's yeah. not like you cannot play the first two games because with the exception of that intro sequence in the first game, which by the way, I didn't watch cause I know, what swims across your field of view. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, it, it's that, his buddy. That's really like the only. We named it Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really like the only thing. Like, you don't get moments, but it, but, but it is like, but it's ever, it's omnipresent. Yeah. You know, you're walking through corridors and you're like, there's just a big expansive ocean out here. Ocean. But, but I'm in that's here. That's a fucking shark. Yeah. But, like... I, but I'm in here and I'm safe. Yeah. Relatively safe. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. But like, so there, there's that, and mm-hmm. then there's the fact of this was the first one I played. Yeah. Not the first one. I think if I would have played Bioshock 1, 2, then 3, I'd have felt the same way. Like, this is, this is, and it is. It is the fish out of water, pun intended. <laughs> like, it, it, it's 100% almost the exact opposite of everything that we've played before. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know why they called it a Bioshock game outside of, we say this quite often, it's a money grab, right? Like, hey, we have a huge fan base based off of the Bioshock series. Let's title it Bioshock and then do it. Now, like, and this is, is, I'll have to get into it later on Mm -hmm. because 
I don't want to give too much away right off the bat, right? But like there are connections to the other games and everything like that. But it, it, it's it's part of what excuse me. It's a part of what made me so confused mm-hmm. with what is going on in this fucking game because of timelines and and all that shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and it, it does work itself out but as i said they give you what they want you to have in the moments they want you to have it mm-hmm. you know and it, it just i just i love this game <laughs> a lot more than the other two now is it a game that i would be like oh i've got nothing better to play on this lazy sunday afternoon let's play bioshock infinite no <laughs> no it is not uh i i literally i played it i played it three times i understood the storyline i felt satisfied with that i think i hundred percented the game back Mm, at the time nice well i played through it three fucking times you know like and uh i i was just like okay i'm done and i never picked it up again like just yeah and, and so it's my favorite out of the three and I would recommend somebody playing it because if you've never played it before, yeah, like it's, it's a great storyline, but I would never go back and play it myself Mm -hmm. because I've gotten what I, what you need to get out of it. It, 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 It reminds me of those movies. Like, you know, like the, the big twist and then like, Oh, well shutter Island, like Mm. that whole movie. I, I, it's like okay i know the ending right you watch that movie twice you watch it first without knowing the ending you find you find the ending and then you watch it again to see how and that's it how it really is and that's it and then that's it and then you can be done and then you watch it like once every like two or three years i don't even do that no no because every time i watch it now i'm just like i know all of them i I like the performances mark ruffalo is just great well i digress there is that but you, but that's the concept that I'm saying. Like, once you know right. the game, it's kind of like where, for me, all the enjoyment's out of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, once I understand everything that's going on, like, all of the enjoyment's out of it. So, I, I that's, I still think it's mediocre gameplay. Like, it was fun. Right. I had fun while I was playing it the first time. The second time, it was okay. The third time I was just kind of like, I'm just in it for the story. I don't give a fuck about this gameplay anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's still that. And then like the the, the storyline, but I've always, I've always preached this story is what drives me in games. The mechanics can be shitty, but if the story is great, I'll deal with shitty mechanics. Right. Like the story is what drives me. And I will say in this game, the story is what drove me mm. and I, fucking loved it so that that's what all i've got to say you know all right well thanks for tuning in this week yeah we'll catch you guys uh... (laughs) no because so my thing so so for me i think this is probably like number two i think i think the order is one three and two and yes i'm going to be calling it bioshock three because three is a lot quicker to say than infinite infinite so i and the reason is is because while i agree with you that uh, again, uh, uh, coming out of the box, the, everything about this game is just perfectly on par. It doesn't do anything wrong. There's nothing horrible about it. No. But, it but it doesn't do anything super amazing, fantastic, in my opinion. 
I just, I like the concept of the first one. I like the lore of the first one. I'll put it that way. I like the lore of the first one more than I like the lore of this, of the third one. But I like the setting. I like it that it's mixed it up. Yeah. So I do like that. That it's like, well, we were underwater, but now we're in the sky. We're going to be telling a similar but different story. So cool. Because to me, the second one was pure mediocre. They didn't they didn't change the setting. They just told another story in that old setting. And because they didn't flesh anything out there, that's to me why that second one is probably at the, the tail end. And I would I would agree with the fact that the second one is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's three, one, two. OK. And right? Yeah. Because um, the first one, yeah, it's the lore building. It's the world building. And the second one, you don't get any more lore right. about Rapture. Mm-hmm. You I, don't get any more information. You get personal diaries. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> like, I I do, but I don't. Yeah. You know, like, I was more interested in, like, you're, you're reading journals and you're finding out like these things and these events and you're like, it's building, it's fleshing out this world in the first one mm-hmm. and they flesh out this world in the second one. Like there is all the shit ton of information that you can find out about Zachary Hale, Comstock and Columbia and how it came to be and what happened and the rebellion that took place that made it secede from the United States. And then how he turned it from this seceding nation into this like religious zealot nation and how the dichotomy came to be and how the rebellion group started to build and what they were doing. Like it is fleshed the fuck out. Mm -hmm. Like this is a full entity and then on top of that, like there are things that happen in the game that you're like, wait a minute, this isn't right. Well, they even flesh that shit out. Yeah. So it's like, holy fuck. Like this is, this is crazy. Yeah. You know? And uh, like that, I really like that. The second one didn't do any of that. <laughs> you're, you're a hundred percent correct. The second one is a hundred percent pure mediocre. Mm hmm. And they really, they could have played off the second one. Yeah. Like Eleanor, the way they left Eleanor, you know, like, yeah, you always run into this when you have games with different types of endings, right? Like, Mm. what ending do you play off of? What ending do you consider the canon ending going forward and everything like that? Yeah. But, you know, we've been doing that with games for decades yeah <laughs> uh, you, you know what i mean mm-hmm. since we had a deciding factor of well are you gonna have the good ending or the bad ending and then they did a sequel it was like okay well which one are we basing it off of and it's always the good ending mm-hmm. you know so like they could have done the same thing and and build something further off of eleanor you know now Eleanor's the main character and eleanor's in the sky and at least there's more connection yeah. right like somebody took andrew ryan's concept and built columbia you know, mm-hmm. and Eleanor comes in with all of her fucking powers and everything like that and frees Columbia from the zealot because that's what she hears about. Mm-hmm. Another person like her fucking mother who's trying to take over the goddamn world and all this shit, you know, better game. That, that would have been cool. <laughs> and it would have made sense to call it a Bioshock game. Yeah, because. Again, part of the reason why I think it was called Bioshock in the beginning, in the first place, is because of the atom. Oh, yeah. 
and we took that away. Mm. We completely took that away. So like, I I don't know. <laughs> I, I like I, I I guess I never even thought about it until this moment. Like that's a that's a very good point. I holy shit. Blew my mind. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and get the spoiler warning. We'll dig into the plot and we'll kind of go through it real quick. So here comes your spoiler warning. Turkey bacon. Boop. <laughs> hey, guys. Just want to give you a heads up. From here on out, there's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. <laughs> All right. So as we've stated, this game takes place in 1912. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is a floating steampunk city right called columbia yep um named for the uh female personification of the united states um it was founded by zachary hale comstock and funded by the american government to basically be the world's fair right And, and as i said in the beginning like they wanted this game to take place off of a um, mimic some historical events. Mm-hmm. So, like the 19, what is it, 1948? Something like that. Yeah, so something like that. World Fair, that's what this takes the place of, mm-hmm. right? And um, it's, again, supposed to just be a display of American engineering, American excellism, American ingenuity, like... Just America. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, and so like it, it floated above America for a while. And then during the boxcar rebellion, um, Columbia ultimately succeeded from the United States and basically cut ties literally <laughs> and disappeared into the clouds. Right. Um, that's when Constock basically picked up his fucking self-proclaimed prophet and became a religious zealot and like uh created this like police state right mm-hmm. and um have, all these worshipers created the founding fathers to be like religious icons like they took the animatronics from the world fair and turned them into like fucking we're going to kill you robots. Yeah. <laughs> um and then basically instituted racism and elitism. Yeah. Yeah. Where as I said the whites were the upper class and the mi- minorities served as laborers in the underclass of Colombia. Mhm. But because of those events Colombia is now on the verge of a civil war. As we stated, you cannot repress a group of people without some sort of rebellion and resistance group. And that group was led by a lady named Daisy Vitzroy, who um, fights for the rights of marginalization. Right. But uh, Colombia is also known to have these tears in the fabric of space-time and these tears are little portals into alternate universes that have allowed them to um kind of like 
create some advanced shit, especially in like weaponry, but they've also done it in like music and technology and all this other stuff. So like it does bring a really weird vibe to the game because you're in the 19, you know, 1910s, mm-hmm. and, but you're, you're fighting with like space guns and <laughs> shit like that. And you're hearing music. That is from 1940s, 1980s, 2000s, like, and this mixture of it, and, and it, it really brings this weird environment um, and feel to the game. But you ultimately play a character named Booker Dwight, I think. DeWitt. DeWitt. Yeah. DeWitt. DeWitt. Um, who is a disgraced member of the Pinkerton National Defense Agency. See? Detective and, agency, yeah. not defense. Sorry, yeah. detective uh, yeah. I was agency. like, Pinkertons were, were detectives, and then, um, they were, then they were just guns for hire. Then they were just guns for hire. Um, who is pretty fucked up because of the events that happened at the Battle of Wounded Knee. Mm. Right? Um, so like you get into drinking and gambling and all this other stuff and you end up like, you know, right off the bat, like you're, you're in a rowboat being rowed by these two crazy ass mofos, um, to this lighthouse in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I I don't know. Like. Who built the lighthouse? Because <laughs> I thought it was Andrew Ryan. Yeah. Because when you go inside of it, right? Like, so like now I'm like, who the fuck built the lighthouse? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so you they're rowing you to this lighthouse, and they you're basically assigned to infiltrate Columbia and bring back this woman named Elizabeth. Um, and that's that's all you really like know, right? Right. Well, once you like step foot in Columbia, they immediately identify you as um, the false shepherd. (laughs) And so uh, basically all these zealots identify you as like you are the person who's going to corrupt Elizabeth and overflow uh, overthrow Columbia and like bring all of this chaos and ultimately the the city crashing down into the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, so like you make your way to Elizabeth's tower, and you basically find out like she's a prisoner here, but Elizabeth is the cause of the tears in Columbia, and you end up freeing her, and you like evade her pet like she refers to it as her best friend but like there's a part where you talk to these like crazy twins that's that's all i can like that's how i refer to them as because it's it's a boy and girl they look almost identical they they speak very weirdly they offer you weird ass shit they give weird ass advice and um like they refer they they tell you that like you must evade her friend and her warden mm-hmm. and you're like that's fucking weird and then you see it and it's literally like this giant robotic steampunk bird <laughs> that is called songbird and so like you evade songbird you commandeer an airship and then you promise elizabeth to take her to paris Right, because Elizabeth has always wanted to see Paris. Mm. 
And she quickly identifies that you ain't taking her to Paris. You're taking her to fucking New York City. And so Elizabeth's a little bit more of a badass than you like originally think she is. And she knocks you out. And you wake up to find that your uh, airship is now being controlled by Daisy Vitzroy. And she basically says, hey, you want your airship back and you want to fly Elizabeth to New York to pay off all of your fucking debts. Well, then you need to give my rebellion group, Vox Populi, the like all these guns, because how are we going to defeat Comstock without guns? Right. Mm hmm. So, like, you're like, all right, fuck it, whatever. You and Elizabeth end up uh, joining forces to secure weapons from, um, like, a gunsmith or something like that. And then, uh, like, you, like, end up starting to travel through tears because you're trying to, like, flee, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, like... By traveling through a tear, you end up in a world where you are the, like, martyr for Vox Populi. And then, like, open warfare has fully erupted mm -hmm. in Colombia. Like, it is, it is chaos. Uh, Elizabeth kills Fitzroy to prevent her from executing, um, I can't even remember, some, some dude and like then songbird attacks you and so then you flee uh columbia in another airship and, and like i mean like it gets it this is when it starts getting like fucking nuts yeah like it starts getting hard to follow in the game really because like you end up fleeing columbia in another airship which ends up crashing back into the city where you and Elizabeth discover a conspiracy behind the city's founding. <coughs> you then discover that Elizabeth is Comstock's adoptive daughter, uh, who he wants, like, this is where similarities are starting to pop up, right? Mm -hmm. He wants to be the leader and everything of Columbia after his death. So he's been trying to groom her for that position. Um, Comstock has killed his wife and the Lutesses, which are the twins, mm -hmm. to hide the truth. Uh, um, and then he decides to siphon Elizabeth's power to basically, like, not allow her to escape. Like, it's not even so that he can control it. It's just so that she can't do shit, right? Mm -hmm. Um. At that point, Elizabeth then gets recaptured by Songbird. Because Songbird doesn't actually really give a fuck about you. The only reason why Songbird kept attacking you is because you kept getting in the way of Elizabeth. Right. Right. Wait, so, sorry. You, no, no, I was just going to say, uh, similar to the big daddy, yep. little sister kind of thing. Thing. I mean, again, right? There, like There I'm, are similarities. I'm, I'm grasping at straws because nothing is specifically called out. Correct. But again, like. But there are similarities. Yeah. Like, uh, that's what Songbird's job is, is to protect Elizabeth mm -hmm. and make sure she is safe at all times. So you then pursue her. Um, 
And in doing so, you end up getting brought forward in time to New York e- New Year's Eve, sorry, in 1983, where you see an elderly Elizabeth, um, uh, like an elderly Elizabeth as Columbia attacks New York City. That Elizabeth then returns you to 1912 with information on how to control Songbird in the hopes that you can basically, like, free her younger self, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Booker then rescues Elizabeth, and you guys then pursue Comstock in in another in his airship or another airship there's a lot of airships <laughs> um where Comstock then demands that Booker explains Elizabeth's past to her and the two begin to argue and Booker drowns Comstock in a best baptismal like fountain Mm -hmm. right booker then denies having any knowledge of elizabeth's past but she basically like forces him to remember right and then like booker and elizabeth order songbird to destroy the siphon which now elizabeth has like full fucking powers right so with her full power she then opens a tear and transports them to the underwater city of rapture wait yep i don't remember that at all yep she then explains to him in rapture that there are countless um alternate lighthouses and versions of booker and elizabeth And that their reality is one of an infinite number depending on the choices that are made in each reality. She shows that Robert Lutissi's approached Booker on behalf of Comstock to acquire Booker's infant daughter, Anna DeWitt, Mm -hmm. in exchange for erasing his debt. As Comstock was rendered... Uh, aged and sterile as a result of exposure to the tears. So, like, they're not only alternate dimensions, but it's different points in alternate dimensions timelines. So that's what, like, that really confused me. Oh. Because I could go into an alternate dimensions past or I could go into an alternate dimensions future or I could go into my own future or I could go into my own past or I could like that. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So. um, Booker then attempts to take Anna back from Comstock, but as the tear the tear closes it cuts off anna's finger comstock then raises anna as his own daughter elizabeth right because that's the big plot twist yep um her severed finger which 
caused her to exist in two realities simultaneously is the re- is the source of her power to open up these tears, right? It doesn't make any sense. How come if her pinky is left behind, she can control this stuff and go to alternate alternate realities where she hasn't her pinky isn't like I, I'm telling you, I man, don't understand it. It took me a lot. It doesn't make sense. So Robert Lutisius, uh angered at Comstock's ancient actions, convinced Rosalind to help him bring Booker to the reality where Columbia exists to rescue Elizabeth. Elizabeth explains that Comstock will always remain alive in alternate universes since the Lutisis have enlisted the bookers of numerous different universes to try and kill him. Um, and basically end this cycle, mm-hmm. right? Since stalking, uh, since stopping Comstock, sorry, uh, requires intervening in his birth. Elizabeth takes Booker back to a time to a baptism he attended in the hope of atoning for sins he committed during Wounded Knee, right? Mm-hmm. Which you then see is Booker, mm-hmm. right? Right. So she explains that while this Booker that she's working with changed his mind, other Booker's did not change their mind and they got baptized and were reborn as Zachary Comstock. Right. Second plot twist. Second plot twist. So in order to end the cycle, they would have to stop Zachary at his birth. So then they had to travel to all of these alternate universes and drown (laughs) Zachary at the time of his baptism in doing so all these other Elizabeths that exist then start blinking out of existence and the tears stop happening as frequently. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, yeah. And then eventually they get to the last Comstock and they drown him. And like, you see this whole little scene where one by one Elizabeth's begin to disappear. And then the screen cuts to black. Mm hmm. After the credits, Booker awakens in an apartment. He calls for Anna, opens the door, and the screen cuts to black again. Right. So, like, mind <laughs> fucked. <laughs> it is literally a mind fuck. And there are some things, like, when you first meet Elizabeth, you make a comment about how like pretty she is or something like that. And it is not a like father daughter comment. It <laughs> is like, uh, Hey, she's pretty hot. <laughs> right. And then later on, when you find out it's your daughter, it's like worse than the feeling than when you watch Luke and Leia kiss and then find out that they're brother and sister. Right. Like you're like, Oh, this is like, Oh, Oh God. Right. Oh, God. This is like death loop. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That oh was, yeah. That was father, daughter, time that travel, was father, daughter, time travel. And yeah. daughter knew father did not. Yeah. And when he found out, you're like, Oh, <laughs> and he even was like, Oh my God. She's <laughs> like, yeah. Now think back on all those dirty things you said to me. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Same thing here. Like, Bleh. but, uh, yeah. So like, process that (laughs) like 
they threw a lot of twists at us in the first game. No, they did not. They threw one right. each game. This one's got like four. Yeah. Because, like, you're not just dealing with, oh, the guy who's been helping us is really the guy who can control us. Uh-huh. You know, or it's the... We share a consciousness. Yeah. Because of magic reasons. And then, magic! Yeah. And then in this one, it's like, they're just like, let's just go super duper crazy. And then like, let's just go like... Alternate dimensions, alternate timelines. Every choice has a difference. Every choice you make causes a different timeline with a different dimension, with a different future. You can speak to other Elizabeths and other Bookers and other Zacks and other, like... A lot. <laughs> A lot. And I will tell you at the time that I played it, the very first time I played it, I was like, this is too much. Yeah. And it was. And that's why I say, like, because of how much was in this, I think it broke people. <laughs> it broke me. Like, I, uh, my brain literally was like, I don't know how to, like, process all of it. Yeah. And then I was, like, super pissed because, again, it's that ending. Mm-hmm. It's that Inception ending. I'm going to spin the topper and then I'm going to walk away. And as it just wobbles a little bit, it cuts to black. Right. Like, so was it real? Yeah. So what exactly? So did we break the cycle? And then that brought us back to the point right before Anna got, and got taken. Yeah. Like, are we, so are we going through the cycle? Are we good again? Cause he would still be in debt and have his problems. Well, would he though? Like, would he not? I don't know. Did he rep- did he repent? Did he not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we know that that Booker did not repent. So any Booker that did not get baptized was hired by Robert Lutitius, who is also Roberta Lutitius from alternate universes. Sure, right? They hired him to kill. Zachary Comstock who is who is him who Who is him but him from an alternate universe that got baptized right so so is this the only booker that's left I don't know yeah see see but then there's also like there's some complexities in physics right (laughs) the same matter cannot exist in the same space hold on one second here we are talking about a woman who could who can open up tears between universes don't bring things like physics into this (laughs) sorry (laughs) sorry i'm just saying like this is real easy you go around and you have one booker touch one zachary and then they both get destroyed and yeah (laughs) like and then they just have to touch the the big bang starts all over again starts all over again Elizabeth has all ten digits. Well, and if 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 Booker or Anna is, has all ten digits, I, I'm not sure who. If Booker is is Zachary, how come nobody is like, hey, this guy and this guy look the same, just years apart? I don't know. You know, I mean, because you've got eight. Well, and it's not necessarily years apart. That's the thing, right? Mm. Like, there's a moment. There's a defining moment where Booker and Zachary are born, right? <laughs> Or Bookery, uh, Booker remains Booker and Zachary is born. Right. So if this Booker survived another 10 years and then meets up with a Zachary that has been alive for 10 years, they're the same age. So they would look exactly the fucking same. <sighs> but they do identify it, which is why they call Booker the false prophet. <laughs> 
or the false shepherd. I thought it was because he had the AD on his hand. Not like like not that he looked like that they looked like they were literally twins. You never see a, a picture or anything of Zachary until you meet Zachary. It's <sighs> so convoluted. Right? So like to me, that's why they call him the false shepherd because he looks like Zachary, but he's not but He's Zach- not Zachary. Yeah. So like What the fuck? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah i they did put people in stripy pajamas from the 1920s i liked that Mm. (laughs) they're chilling on like this beachfront i remember this scene where they're chilling on this beachfront and i'm like walking along the beach and here are people in stripy pajamas and i'm like oh that used to be the fashion people used to wear bell bottoms cool that's cool i like that You know what's really stuck with the the fashions of the time. I appreciate uh, yeah, that. Yeah, you know what fashion I miss? I miss cloaks. I wish we could bring cloaks back. Cloaks are just such an efficient outer garment to wear. Absolutely. You know, it's light enough that you don't really notice it, but it's heavy enough that you can cover yourself if you're in the And elements. if you get a really good one, it conceals that dagger real nice. Mm-hmm. So you can you could you could do five D fours crit damage. <laughs> D six. No, daggers are always D4s, my friend. I'm doing sneak attack, buddy. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, then isn't it a D4 plus... Uh, you know what? Never mind. It's then. a D4 plus 5D6. <laughs> oh, my God. 5D6? That's some crazy crit damage. Yeah, it is. It is. I think the starting crit damage is like for sneak attack is like 2D6. But as you level up, it goes up. I was going to say that is like, and I know that like I said, I wasn't going to go down this tangent, but I am going to real quick because I do love that about D&D where it's like, yeah, guess what? When you roll your dagger damage, you're only rolling D4s, which is like no damage at all. But the bonus that you get for being in stealth, concealed, first attack, you're attacking an enemy who hasn't been hit yet. You stack up all these bonuses and it's like, okay, so here's my 2D4 for my dagger damage. Okay, well, that's six. No big deal. Now, here are my 17 D12s and oh look your guy's dead for 60 points of damage so you snuck up behind him you slit his throat yeah. and you slit it so efficiently that it actually just fell off right yeah you're just you're left holding his head <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay by the way it's a skeleton <laughs> which we don't even know how you did that right <laughs> but no seriously like yeah. it, it, it such a mind fuck it, it really is it. it really is and and you know what like i know that you know i mean we do it for you know the jokes and the laughs and that kind of stuff but it is one of the things i did like about this game was i liked the fact that the story is this convoluted yeah you know i like a good holy crap you you, you brought up inception before i've probably seen inception like at least 12 times yeah because i love watching it because i do like that end scene where it's like is this a real world or is it not? Yeah. You know, because I like to kind of make that guess, but in the moment and in the movie, it's like, you don't like Leo doesn't care. He doesn't care if it's real or not. He's home and he can see his kids. Like that's what he's happy about. Yeah. I like going through all of that movie being like, I'm like, can I figure it out? What exactly is going on here? Are there certain key elements that I can find? What? Yeah. Like, is there a hint? Is there something that I missed? Is there a small scribble somewhere? Like, yeah. And, And that's like, what this is like you don't know information until they want you to know information mm-hmm. 
And so, like, even the the other two times that I played through it, like, almost right afterwards, that's the stuff that I was looking for right. as well. It was like, where is a hint? Where is, where is something that gives me some sort of clue as to what this is? And there isn't any, yeah. which I think makes it even better. Like, it's a true shock value. It's not a, haha, if somebody finds this super secret something somewhere, then they're going to know. Right. It's a, no, man, you don't get to know until we want you to know. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that was always nice. Yeah. And I mean, like, and again, right. Like I, while I would like some sort of piece of something in the game that can kind of help again, right. Answer some of these questions that we have about it. I like that it's not there and that it's open to interpretation. I don't want them to. Yeah. Like yeah. it's nice that it's not there and you can kind of make up your own opinion and whatnot and kind of flesh all that out. What does this mean? What does that mean? Um, but like, but again, right. I mean, for the jokes, it is like, it is very convoluted, but it's a good kind of convoluted. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, right. Like, again, you look at the story from the second one and it's just, OK, well, we've got this weird mysticism thing where we can have two consciousnesses in one body. And while that's nice and sweet, like it does, it's not as impactful as like, holy shit, we're dealing with time travel and multiple parallel universes. And, you know, the, and you know, she was my daughter all along and I was him all along in some instances. And, you know, again, right. That you've got this big ball of string that you're you're tangling through yeah. in this story and it's sometimes it's nice sometimes it's nice to play in that um obscurity if you will yeah yeah. and i I do like that but again right like i have to point it out that it's like physics be damned in this game because shit don't make sense at first (laughs) yeah right i even just talking about it dude like it hurts my head oh yeah yeah like no i mean like my brain yeah like like Sometimes we have to rely on a plot summary because our own individual experience is like, I'm not really 100% sure. And like I said, right, like I remember the whole ending. I had no recollection of going back to Rapture whatsoever. Like that was so zero impact on me because I came I, I walked away from this game being like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> like, But that's the thing. Like this game is one of those like what they're leading around is right like this this relationship between booker and elizabeth Mm -hmm. right like that's that's the whole concept this father-daughter relationship between booker and elizabeth their choice impacts everything worldwide like really determines how everything from that point forward is going to go right so that means there's an there's a universe there's a reality that rapture doesn't exist in because decisions that they made caused Andrew Ryan to not create rapture. Yeah. And there's a universe where rapture was created earlier. Mm. And you you know what I mean? Like it leads to so much bigger things Mm -hmm. because the, and I vaguely recall it, the rapture that they visit is not the it's the rapture and it's like heyday oh okay it is not the rundown piece of shit rapture that we play through you know what i mean yeah and like it, it's still crazy though like it, it's it's different mm-hmm. it feels different 
and it just makes you feel like this isn't this still isn't even the same rapture that I visited. Yeah. Like that I I was in. This is a different rapture. You know? Mm-hmm. And I just all of it was just it was too much. It, it was a lot. It was a lot for me at that time period. It's a lot for me now. It's 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 a lot. I love it, but man, is it a, it's a lot. It's a lot to map like wrap your head around. Yeah. And everything. So I just it's almost exhausting because it just there's so much there's so much that we could break down and analyze it and mm. cross-reference and ultimately at the end of the day i think it's just a great game and if you if you've got time someday that you've got nothing better to play i definitely play this one because it's good mm-hmm. and you don't need to play the first two right. that's the great part about it is like they're not connected as we discussed for the first part of this they're they're not connected this is something completely separate from all of that you do not need to play the first two games to understand or not understand what's going on in this one <laughs> like it, it's it's all on its own yeah so yeah so definitely had a good time with this one like yeah. i said i think it just you know it falls on that scale but you and i are at least in agreement that it is it is better than the second one so whether you play the third one before the first one or the first one before the third one definitely check these this whole series out it's got a lot of fun in it again it's not going to change your mind or it's not going to you know change your view of the world it's not going to light you up on fire and it's not going to be probably not going to be the best game you've ever played yeah statistically speaking I'm sure that there are people who love this game that much that this is their number one all-time favorite game, and that's great. I just don't think the percentages are there because I don't think that this game has what it takes to be, like, you know, a, a massive number one game for... Well, and it makes me, like, I'm going to ask my brother-in-law. Yeah. Like, is this the game? Mm-hmm. Like, out of the three, which one do you like the most? Which one do you like the least? You yeah. Because now I'm kind of curious. Because as I said, I never thought about it before. There are so many components of this game that make it not a Bioshock game. Yeah. You know, that like, well, if you if you like the Rapture Bioshock, then I don't, I don't see how you could like this Bioshock. Because they're, those differences are so key. Mm-hmm. It makes it a completely different game. Yeah. You know, so. So I think that'll do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for tuning in one last time. Thank you, Sean, for suggesting we check these out. Like I said, we did have a lot of fun talking about them. Um, don't forget, you can go to our Facebook, our Patreon, and our Podbean. You can leave us comments if you do go to the Patreon and sign up for that reoccurring donation. We appreciate it. Every dollar you give us helps us keep going on this podcast. We have a ton of fun. Um, so go ahead and stay tuned for what we have coming up next. Not 100% sure where we're going. We got some... Uh, we got some avenues ahead of us with stuff that's yeah. going on. So stay tuned. Be on the lookout for when we put some stuff out. Um, and then, of course, you can always go uh, send us an email at notokensrequired at hotmail.com. Let us know your comments, questions, all that kind of good stuff. What did you think about recommendations? Yeah. Oh, what did you think of this series? All that kind of good stuff. So that'll do it for this week. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until next time, game, game on. on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. 
The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of no tokens required created in 2020. No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from no tokens.